Hello, welcome back to Division One Rejects. Kobe Manzo here with Blaze Lauer. Blaze, how are we doing? And Drew Carpenter, fresh tan, back from Florida. Yeah, it's Drew. good to be back. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Division One Rejects is back today. Uh, camera was just on some other stuff, so we're going to be no video today, audio-only podcast, but uh, if you are listening, we appreciate you. We've got a great guest joining us today. We've got Dimitri Lee Jr., a defensive coach from ASA Miami, the only JUCO in the state of Florida. He's also the owner of a football training organization out of Florida, Million Dollar Training, fellas. We'll talk about it with him here pretty soon, but uh, topics for today. NFL, Dan Campbell wants an actual lion in Detroit and would, quote, lose an arm for a Super Bowl victory with the Lions. Yeah, I love it. I love Patricia it. won't lose an arm for anything. Patricia wouldn't lose a paycheck for the Lions. <laughs> he wouldn't lose a meal. He definitely didn't lose any meals for the Lions. Yeah. We know that. No. He lose some games. <laughs> and now he's signing off on all of the drafting. For now the he's Patriots the Dwight Schrute yeah. of the Patriots of the organization. New England. Yeah, so assistant to the head coach. If that goes up in flames, we know exactly who to blame. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, in the NFL, we're going to start a new uh, kind of piece here. This is Drew's idea. I call it like a division, like a deep dive or something. So yeah. we'll go uh, and take a look at the NFC North this week, heading into the 2021 season. Take a look at the standings of these teams, kind of who we expect to come out on top, some of the bigger changes for those teams in the conference, the strength and depth that of that uh, conference. On the college football side of things, though, we have the 2021 FCS National Championship game and uh, the champs from Sam Houston who took down South Dakota State. That was an interesting one. Um, I know you didn't catch it because you were driving back or something. I don't, right. You didn't see any of it? <laughs> no. In Florida? Yeah, I doubt it. But I watched a good bit of it. I know Blaze watched the recap. So we'll be able to talk about it later. But as always, uh, like I said, no video version of today on YouTube, but you can listen pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where else you we know, got? You know what? Let's see. What's that? Let's see if he's a real one. Chambers, I'm in your spot today. So, <laughs> if you're listening, you'll hear that you know I'm in your spot. No, you no, know he's, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm, 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 if I'm only on the show, that's when I'm listening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he, sometimes he doesn't even listen when he's on the show. Yeah. He'd be sitting here blanking out. <laughs> But otherwise, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, all these other things, you name it, you can find us on there. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and on Instagram at Division One Rejects to see highlights from the show, talking with our guests, other things, all the other behind-the-scenes stuff. But first, our guest on today's episode is a former walk-on at Coastal Carolina and Maryland before making his way to the Division Two level at Urbana as a defensive back for the Blue Knights. He now coaches at ASA Miami in Florida and trains athletes from all levels of football through his company Million Dollar Training. It's Dimitri Lee Jr., known by his athletes as Coach D. What's going on, Coach? Glad to have you. How you doing? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Blessed. Fantastic, man. Glad to have you. I know Blaze and I are pretty excited to get you on here. I mean, it's always fun to try to get – we always get players and coaches and other things, but I think the other types of staff, especially, you know, with you having that background of experience but also getting into the training atmosphere, I think it will be a good conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was excited when I seen it. I was like, man, I have to get on. I just loved your energy, your openness, and it's just something that, you know, I just wanted to get in and, you know, express, you know, myself and my background and, you know, what I've been through and, you know, things that, you know. Yeah, that's what this is all about, yeah. just like getting guys like you to come on here, talk about their background, um, to talk about guys really in our audience as people who are in the same situation as you were in, as Blaze and I are in currently and go through that process. Um but a hell of an intro there for you, but you've been through a lot. You've been to a lot of different places. Tell me what that was like navigating three different schools, just trying to play ball. Um, I'm going to be honest. If, if, if I could go back and change it, I wouldn't because it okay. made me who I am today. Because if I go back and change it, I wouldn't be in the situation where I am today. So I started off 
as a preferred walk-on at Coastal Carolina. You know, love the coaching staff there, you know, red-shirted. You know, met a few guys along the way. One of those guys is uh, my roommate. His name is uh, Tony Chesley. Shout out to Tony Chesley. He's um, currently on the um, Indianapolis, and he's currently on the Indianapolis Colts right now. Shout That's out to awesome. Tony Chesley. And um, I redshirted. You know, learned the ropes, and you know, learned from the guys like Quinn Backus. You know, who was the all-time, you know, all-American guy. He was the Mister Coastal Carolina when I was there. So redshirting. You know, as a kid, you know, we all want to play. We all want to be a true freshman. So he sat me down. And he said, "Hey." Dimitri, imagine Dimitri this time next year. How much smarter you're going to be, how much bigger you're going to be, how much wiser you're going to be, and how much football you're going to have a year under your belt. And I really thought about it, and I said, hey, that, that, that's the smartest thing I ever do. So going into it, the whole coaching staff got fired in the, the year, going into the year 2015. Damn. So, yeah, really, it, it, it was like that. So at that time, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, my high school head coach, shout out to um, Azar Abdurrahim. He's the uh, assistant head football coach at Boston College right now. He got a job coaching linebackers and and, and work with recruiting at the University of Alabama. Yeah. So big time. Once he, yeah, yeah. Once he once he left Alabama in 2016 and got the defensive back job under DJ Durkin at the University of Maryland, which is at my home, he said, "Hey, Dimitri, would you would you mind coming to?" You know, going to University of Maryland. Yeah, I got I you. Said, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I said, I, I said, I wouldn't mind at all. He said, Hey, but but you know, you know, they they didn't really recruit you, you know. So, but you got to walk on. I said, Hey, I, I have no problem with that. Okay. So, you know, walked walked on and met met some incredible guys along the way. Majority of of them, the guys that I grew up, because this was the regime where it started the stay home era. Like, if you stay home in Maryland, you know, let's build something. So I met a lot of great guys. You know. It was an experience, you know, Big Ten. Nothing and coming like, back, coming back you know, hometown for you, right? Exactly. So yeah. I've seen a lot of played against Saquon Barkley. Oh Damn. my God, I've seen him live. Oh my God, <laughs> stories, man. But 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 moving forward, but moving forward, That's you awesome. know, um, I, I took a break from football in, in, in uh, 2018 and stepped away from it, and then you know I got a uh, got it got it back into it. I found the love for it again. Not saying I lost it per se. Yeah, but no, I, I, I get that. Love, I, I found the love for it again. So, um, and and that's when I um, this was way, this was when the transfer portal just came out. Yeah, it wasn't like as big as it is portal, now. Ex- exactly. So the it, this is we something we call a transfer portal. It came out, I believe, October two thousand and eighteen. Yep, that's exactly when it came out. Yeah. So when I was trying to get back into recruiting. I was doing the old school way. Email the coaches. How you doing? My name is Demetri Lee Junior. Oh yeah. Here's my film. So, you know, I'm, I promise you, I went through every conference, through every division, and emailed all of them. You know, I have a real estate background, so I, I, I talk to everybody. So it's, it's a ratio. If, 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 you, if you sell, when you're selling the house, if you, get five, if you contact five clients, one of them going to call you back. Yeah. So, no, I get that. So, so I, I get just, that. I just kept contacting, kept contacting, kept contacting. So you keep reaching and, out to coaches, you know, not to cut you off, but you keep reaching, oh, out, to, reaching out to coaches, and, you know, you choose Coastal Carolina. I ended up choosing Coastal Carolina out of high school, even after not getting an offer. Now, you talked about their coach saying, you know, look, in a year you're going to be this much bigger, faster, stronger, et cetera. Is that what kind of sold you on going to be a walk-on at that level? Um, What kind of sold me was the whole experience. I see, yeah. The whole yeah. experience. I, I was it, it was it was fifteen minutes away from the beach. It was a building <laughs> program. Go. 
Oh man, like like like, and I'm gonna be honest. I had the time of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I met I, I, I met friends that 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 I I I've cherished their friendship forever. I met brothers. One of them, one of them is Ray Lewis the third. When he Damn. when he transferred from the university, yeah. When he people don't know when he transferred from the University of Miami, and, and he came there in 2015. And it's, and, it, and it's a funny story. I'm gonna share it really really quick. So. When he got there, you know, everybody was on him. Oh, Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis. So I was just like, man, he's just a regular guy. He got to show me. You know what I'm saying? So, so seriously, seriously, I said, man, he got to show me. So this is the funniest story ever. So you ready? I'm ready for this. Let's hear this. You you pumped it up. I'm ready. I'm, I'm walking. As I'm walking, we cross ways. Like, I'm walking towards him. He walking towards him. I said, hey, you Ray Lewis, right? He said, yeah, I'm Ray Lewis. I said, what you play? He said, Kona. I said, okay, nice to meet you, man. See you, see you when I when I see you. He said, okay. So we we go our separate ways. I go to my class, right? I sit down in my class. Ray Lewis walks in there. Ray Lewis III walks in there and sits okay. behind me. So the teacher calls out. My last name is Lee. His name last name is Lewis. So the teacher calls out Ro. They say Dimitri Lee. I said here. They said Ray Lewis, as in the Ray Lewis. He said, no, the other Ray Lewis. When I tell you, <laughs> the entire class died laughing. <laughs> At that point, I knew that we were going to be friends forever. That's like that's like a superhero, like some like come up story or some like origin story. That's kind of funny, actually. Like a like the beginning scene of the movie because, where you show the little connection oh, between the man. characters. I love that stuff, oh, man. Oh, man. But, but, but like people who, who don't know Ray, who don't know Ray Lewis III or, you know, heard anything about him in the, in the media or anything. Like he's the most down to earth give the shirt off his back that's guy good ever. Yeah. like ever but so yeah, that, that, let's that talk about bad. i love that let's talk about you now though and what you do with the million dollar training because oh. i see you've got some oh, nfl man. cfl guys along with some high school uh, obviously some high level uh, college talent as well that you've been working with down in florida what's that all about okay so 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 the background uh, uh, how i got the uh, even the name million dollar training okay so I played for a team for Pop Warner. Um, we have nine national championships called the White Oak Warriors. It's located in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. So the Silver Spring, Montgomery County, Maryland. It's called the White Oak Warriors. So when I played Little League there, my nickname was Million Dollar Meat. Million Dollar. <laughs> yeah, Million Dollar Meat. My, Why my, is that? My, my How'd dad, you get that? Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. My dad <laughs> actually gave it to me. So everybody was calling me Million Dollar Meat. So okay. I got the name because. I played like I was worth a million-dollar contract. If I get a sack or a tackle, I'm doing dances, I'm doing backflips, I'm, I'm doing the worm, I'm doing all the dances. I was the energy guy. Everybody loved to play with me. So that's what it was. So it just sticks. So everybody called, hey, million-dollar me. So that was in 2007. So 14 years later, million-dollar training. And that's why the guys come to train to you. That's why the guys come to train with you. That million-dollar energy, the million-dollar celebrations. Million dollar training, million dollar energy, million dollar mindset, everything. million dollar connection. Everything. I love it. I love that. That's the high standard that you guys uh, you keep up there. We're talking about high standard. I want to talk about Florida a little bit and the high standard of okay. football there because I know Florida. Talk about even at the high school level, Florida is one of the best states in the country as far as the production of the prospects coming out of Florida. But um, even getting away from that, eight Division One FBS programs, obviously the three NFL franchises in the state, and it seems to be a super popular destination for NFL guys in the offseason, some of which that you've had the chance to work out with and train. Why is that? Why is Florida, you know, is it just the warm weather that attracts these guys, that blend of, like, the the city life and being able to just be out at the beach? Like, what is it about Florida that cultivates all this great football talent? And I'm, I, 
and I'm, and I'm going to be honest, as far as the training aspect, everybody, well, where I'm located, I'm in Miami. So okay. Everybody comes to Miami. We were, we were talking about, like, like far as NFL guys, the weather, yeah. you know, the vibe. So everybody comes here to train here. Everybody, who's who. But on the high school and the recruiting aspect, it's a lot of talent. And we could go back from years. Everybody. And, went, and, and one of my favorite and all, all-time favorite players was Sean Taylor. So yeah, of course. Of course. But, 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 but it, 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 it's talent everywhere. From 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 North Florida to South Florida to from from Ocala to to um to Pembroke Pines to it's it, it just talent everywhere. It's just I a hear big you. Yeah. melting pot. It's just a big melting pot of talent. So I think, and I'm gonna be honest, I think I'm well, for me and, and my team here at Million Dollar Training, we flourish so well is because it's a big melting pot. It's so diverse. Yeah. So what I'm saying at to say is, like, we get people from all walks of life and all football aspects. They I love that. Here. Yeah. So, so I, I think that's what really, you know, really hit it off for me because I can relate and we can relate to so many players and so many backgrounds and so many histories. That's a good answer. I love that. That's not the, the direction that I guess I would have expected, but I, I really like how you uh, kind of explained that. It makes a lot of sense. Now, I mentioned in the intro, you're currently defensive coach uh, with the ASA Miami program, the only JUCO in the state of Florida. We talked to Coach Jordan Thompson uh, a few yeah. weeks ago. But, you know, between that and this training endeavor, this new training endeavor that you've kind of undertaken here, is your goal to pursue one or the other individually kind of down the road, or are you just trying to feel it out and, you know, potentially do both and continue to um, grow each of these uh business ventures for you so it's crazy because i've been thinking about it a lot yeah so, no, I bet. I, my, my, the, the, the original what i came down here for is, is to coach football the yeah. training is the, the, the training is all good and, and, and well but i'm here to coach football I that's my you. number one thing i'm here to coach football this, this is my this is god's purpose for me on earth to coach football the training is great but my number one priority is coaching football but the training, it, it, it actually goes hand-to-hand. So it, I'm, I'm going to definitely pursue both. But, but good, good. In the front, my, in training, coaching is definitely in my forefront. Okay. Training is always there. And it's, I'm, training is always going to be there. And there's a lot of crossover between the two, right? As yeah. far as, like, a lot of the yeah. same skills you use and a lot of the, the same ways you coach guys up when you're working them out as opposed to on a team. Obviously, a, different, a little bit of a different setting, a lot of bit different um, in a game-day situation yeah. especially. But I would imagine there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a lot of crossover and, 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 and a lot of correlation, but I do the training because it betters me not only as a trainer, but as a coach. I and see, so this, yeah. This is, what I tell, this, this is what I tell all of my, well, uh, let's say football clients because I'm, I'm a trainer as well. I'm not a football trainer, I'm a trainer. So what I tell all my football guys, as well as my, my guys who I coach for, is I've been on all sides of the college football spectrum. I've seen it all. I was a walk, preferred walk-on. I was a scout team guy. I was a for special teams. So when I went to Urbana and I was a starter captain and started all for special teams. So it's nothing that they haven't seen or been through that I haven't seen or been through. Yeah. So on the training aspect, and on the training aspect, I just train my NFL guys. And, 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 and I'm going to put it all out there. Nobody wanted to make – nobody wanted – nobody had more drive and wanted to make it to the league, I think, more than me. Let's go. But I like guess that. what? Guess what? I'm in the league now. I'm training all these league guys, so it works out. So when I, I train these league guys, I just train them how I wanted to be trained. And I train the high school guys 
how I wanted to be trained in high school. So in high school, when I was in college, I only wanted to be around NFL and higher college guys. Of course. That, 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 that was my standard. So when I train college guys, I sprinkle a little bit of my NFL guys in there because it gives them motivation. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and everybody learns from everybody. And that's, that's all guys want. Thing. That's all guys want is to, exactly. you know, to be to be around guys, especially in your situation, guys who have been in their shoes, guys who have the same goals as them or still do have the same goals as them. Like you said, working out with those guys that are just at that higher level or higher caliber of football currently. But I think, like you said, that goes over to coaching too. And I, we're going to talk about Dan Campbell here after this, the head coach, the new head coach for the Lions. Okay. And just talking okay. about guys who just instill energy into programs, into training, into every aspect of their life. You can't talk about guys, you know, the, the effect that guys have – the amount to which their players want to play for them. And so it sounds like for me that like you have guys who train with you that want to be there, obviously. They're going to give it your all. And especially in the football field, that translates over with your uh, all of your athletes there at ASA Miami as well as the ones with million-dollar training. But I did want to talk about um, a little bit more on the training side of things. We've seen a lot of uptake in the QB-specific training in the high school and college athletes in the last few years. And I know when you get to the draft, you even get into, like, intelligence tests and all these other things. Blaze, you ever taken an intelligence test? I did once, actually. Did yeah. you actually? How'd you At do the- University of Michigan camp. What? They, they made us take the Wonderlick test. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Get on I would have wow. never expected that. Yeah. But um, wow. that goes right off my point there, though. So these, there's all these different ways to measure. And I know quarterback is definitely an, an exception of a position, right, where it's just elevated to that higher standard. But do you see a lot of position, position, excuse me, position specific trainers at other positions that you know of, like a defensive back or a linebacker? Um, other trainers? As far as, like, on that college to NFL level, like, you see, because you see this quarterback goes to these, these quarterback gurus, they're called. I know Palmer's brother was one of them. It's not Carson. John Gruden. Well, Gruden, yeah, of course. But, like, Jordan Palmer, was it, I think? What was the name of him? No, there was George Whitfield. George Whitfield was one of them? Yeah. yeah. So, I know there's a lot of these, like, quarterback guru type guys, but is there a guy that is, like, a big time, I don't know, are there big time, like, DB, linebacker, these defensive, or maybe even other offensive position trainers that get these big guys before they go to the draft? Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm uh, call out one, and I and I know specifically because I, I just met him, and we have a, a a great relationship. We hit off. His name is uh, it's Quincy Wilson's dad. Is DB All Eyes? Okay. He's uh, and, and 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 I got connected with Quincy Wilson because T. Tabor. I went to high school with him. Like he's really like we grew up together. I got you. And when 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 T. Tabor went off to Florida, and I went off the coastal, his freshman roommate and his guy was Quincy Wilson. So when, when we yeah. when, when I met Quincy Wilson, we hit it off like great. And so like I met him, he's a great guy. He's definitely Quincy Wilson's dad. Um, DB all eyes, DB all eyes, definitely. Yeah, I get, I get you there. And so that's what I was kind of wondering as far as the position specific. I don't know why I'm really tripping over those two words. I'm no, like, really okay. struggling over that, but. <laughs> Position specific, man. I don't. I butchered it like three times. I'm sitting here like I feel like an idiot. But um, either way, I gotta know. Um, you train a lot of defensive backs. It makes sense, being obviously it was your position, and you coach on the defensive side of the ball now at ASA Miami. Do you see yourself specializing when it comes to training this position, or would you rather continue to cover more positions? I know you're primarily on the defensive side of the ball. What is your kind of preference there? So my preference, yeah, definitely is defensive back. Okay. But as I. As I and my mom always told me, don't ever limit yourself. That's why I'm more than just a trainer. I train all positions because I'm gonna be honest. Defensive, defensive back and wide receiver, primarily all skill positions. It's the same exact thing. 
When you get you. out your break, it's foot, it's foot placement, violence on the ground, and who gets to the ball faster. Yeah. When, if you line up, let's just say anybody, let's just throw anybody's name out there, lead guy, Stephon Diggs, and let's just say a cornerback, T. Tabor. If they're, if they're checking each other, if they line up one-on-one, all coverage, let's just say I'm, I'm drawing a picture for you. And the, fa- the first person who gets out of their break first wins. So primarily yeah. everything correlates. So to answer your question, I specialize in DBs, but as you can see on one of my um one of my one of my training videos I did, Dante Absher, he plays for the um the Montreal uh, Alouettes. I got CFL. you. He was a receiver. He was a receiver. So I just did everything that a DB defensive back would do, but I just flipped it. And that's where you see it nowadays. Now a lot of success stories are college college receivers who translate to DBs. Richard Sherman, i.e. Richard Sherman, i.e. Yep. Trayvon Diggs. Uh, and the list goes on. So it's just it's just a direct correl- cor- correlation. But definitely, my, my, my base is definitely DB. But as I as I go and as I expand, I'm definitely going to do more skill positions. I love that. And I think especially at that position, if you understand what the other guy is going to do before he does it, and that comes down to film study too and a lot of other different ways that guys prepare, especially at the league level. But if you can understand and work out and do the same movements and you understand what the guy across from you is going to do, that gives you head and shoulders advantage up above any defensive back, wide receiver, whatever side of the ball you're at. But the last thing I got for you, Coach D, before I let you go, I got to know, do you have any favorite guys you've had the chance to work with or train at any specific level? I know you talk about T's a lot. Is that going to be your guy? That, no, nah, that's always be my guy, T. All right, there you, that, there you go. He's always be my guy. He's at, he's at, OT, he is at OTAs right now for the Chicago Bears, but I want to shout stuff. out a couple other guys. Okay. Uh, Tino Ellis. He plays for the Miami Dolphins right now. M.J. Yep. Stewart plays for the Cleveland Browns right now. Definitely Quincy Quincy Wilson. He plays for the um the uh, New York Giants. Um, I'm I'm, I'm gonna name uh, a couple of my ASA guys. I Ryan love it. Carroll, Ryan Carroll. Um, Amadou Salah. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of guys. <laughs> no, it's all it's good. I love to guys. hear it. I love to hear it. I'm sure you got a lot of guys, but yeah, I just I hear the name over and over. I was like, I figured I knew that that answer was, but yeah, that, uh, that, that's my guy. That's, that's my awesome. Guy. And it, was it? I wanted to say, did he have a younger brother that went to Florida too? No, it was yeah, Quincy Wilson, Marco Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Marco okay. Wilson. So, okay. Okay. So it's T. So it's T. Tabor. Quincy Wilson and his younger brother just got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals, Marco Wilson. Oh, okay, okay, Wilson, I got you, I got you. Well, Coach D, can't thank you enough. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, no, anytime, man, anytime. Thanks for having me. Of course, appreciate you. You have a good one, man. You too, take care. See you. Good talk with Coach D, million-dollar training. The dude with a million stories. But, hey, he was a character, man. I love love that conversation. dedicated to his craft. Oh, he absolutely dedicated. And that's what we're talking about, like, you – as an athlete, you want a guy who has that same goals where you align or someone who's been in your shoes, and that's the guy type of guy he is. And I feel like you also want someone who is as passionate about football as you are. Oh, like, hell yeah. I and mean, he is. we've all had those coaches where it's like they don't care if we win Friday night or if we lose. Right? They're just there. And to, that sucks. That's draining. They're just there to do something. This guy was so passionate, I had to consistently lower his volume on <laughs> the on the podcast as we were going because he just consistently got louder. And props, I'm here for that energy, though. to him, yeah. I'm here for the know? energy. I've never you reminded had to do me that of uh, Inky Johnson. Right? Both the speech patterns yeah. and kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of funny. Um, he didn't have to, you know, go through that traumatic event to get to where he's oh, at. But, oh. um, you know, Inky obviously uses that and he's, he's great. But, um, no, Coach D was a character. I really enjoyed that conversation. But the guy I've really enjoyed hearing about, I know you two have too, 
is MCDC, that being Motor City Dan <laughs> Campbell as, as, as Pat McAfee. I think I don't know if Pat McAfee came up with that, but I heard him say it one time. I love it. But he, for me, is the most electric coach in the NFL, the new coach for the Detroit Lions. He went on Barstool's Pardon My Take on Sunday. Which is the first great decision he's made. As, well, second. Penny Sewell is the first. Okay. That's the, <laughs> That's second, the second best, best decision he's made as a Lions coach. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so he went on Pardon My Take on Sunday. That was pure entertainment. So Campbell said that he's actually presented to owner Sheila Ford Hamp about getting a real lion to come out to practice and even just have a pet around the building. He's presented this idea to the ownership of his organization, his franchise. Like, it was to the point where, like, the Detroit Lions came out and tweeted, they're like, it was a joke, guys. He was not kidding. <laughs> he was not kidding. If there's one thing about that podcast, if and when, you, when and if you do listen to it, he takes everything at face value so literally. He was like, um, you know, PFT was asking him whatever, and he kept calling him Eric, which was so funny. Who PFT? Yeah, I don't know one of them. Like, he just kept calling him Eric, and I was like, who's Eric? You just don't know him by those names. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? And so he kept calling him Eric, and uh, <laughs> he's like, Eric. But he asked him, he was like, if you could, you know, if, if a situation arose, could you take out any coach, head coach in the NFL? <laughs> like just because that's the type of shit they ask. Yeah. But it's just funny. That's their oh. podcast. And he goes, Oh, no, no, no. I, it would never come to that. I'd never actually want to try it. Like, he doesn't just get that they're just, like, messing around with him. You know what I mean? So he takes yeah. everything so literally. Which I I think him and Brian Flores. Mike Vrabel. Mike has Vrabel. to be in that conversation. That's got to be the triple threat, like, the final really? three. You know, because, I mean, there's no way, like, Belichick, Andy <laughs> Reid. No. Pete Carroll's going to no. die before Andy he walks Reed. into the ring. Pete Carroll, bro. When he took his shirt off. And what about uh, the Rams? What's his name? Sean no, McVay. he's too little, Sean, bro. No, he's Sean little. McVay, I feel like Sean he's like McVay a McGregor kind of yeah. guy. He but get in there. But it doesn't matter, dude. Vrabes yeah. is massive. Yeah, no. Dan Campbell's massive. Dan Campbell hey. is also massive. Hey, as much as you know, I'd be like, yeah, Kevin Stefanski's got no. Kevin Stefanski, <laughs> you can just call your place. What <laughs> about what about Tomlin back in his day? Yeah, back in the day, Tomlin's more reserved now. He is kind of hey, reserved off the what. bench. I'll tell you what, I think Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, he's scrappy. He's kind. I think he'd be scrappy, bro. But I still don't think Gruden, he's a come on, Gruden's got to <laughs> Gruden? be up there. Gruden would be like talking in the, like yelling in the back to motivate. Yeah, what about sure. that Salah for the Jets? He's, oh, he's Salah could put up a fight. Salah, Vrabel, Dan Campbell, top three. No Flores and Flores four. Okay, yeah. okay, that's fair. Um, but back to the lion thing. <clears throat> I don't think he was kidding. I think Dan Campbell's one hundred percent serious about getting a lion. And AJ Hawk and the Pat McAfee show made a great point. I loved this so much. He said, "You get," and he was half joking, but I love it. He said, "You get a lion cub for Dan Campbell." Oh, be awesome. And for the first game of the season, he comes out and he's bottle feeding it. You know, he's in practice, whatever, and he's, gonna, he's taking <laughs> care of it. it. And as Motor City Dan Campbell stays with the organization, in the coming weeks, the line begins to grow. And it, it's like symbolizes the connection, oh and like the, the strength of the program. The three years down the line, when Detroit has turned around that and they've done the rebuild, fierce. <laughs> that lion, that lion's going to be, he's going to go from, uh, he's going to be like Simba. He's going to be the yeah. king of the jungle. At that he's going to be the king of the jungle. He's going to go from the midget to the king of the jungle. He's gonna have to I go heard up. some people saying, like, Dan Campbell will, will ride it, ride the line into the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> Dude. Like the but, Florida State Seminole guy. That's going to be Dan like, Campbell. Yeah. And you were thinking about mascots. Like, you think of, obviously, all the Bulldog mascots. Like, those are pretty easy. They're everywhere. The Longhorn. Uh, the Longhorn from Texas is one. I know Colorado has some type of buffalo. Um, or, like, Colorado okay. State. It might be Colorado State. No, has it's some Col- They're like the Rams or something. Colorado's got the Colorado's like the Buffs or whatever. The Buffs, the buffs. Yeah, yeah. I don't. But they have some type of big mascot. I don't know what LSU, else. LSU, Mike the Tiger. The Tiger. That's a that's a great example because the yeah. cat, obviously. Yeah. Um, so the Lions kind of the Browns in, got in its own world. Dog. The Browns, Oklahoma's yeah. got that little RJ. horse and buggy. 
yeah, that almost killed somebody a couple <laughs> years ago. But hey, this is this is what Dan Campbell said, right? He said, quote, I would love to literally just have a pet line. Just a legit pet line on a chain, a big ass chain, and he's really my pet. We just walk around the building, we go to practice, we're at seven on seven, we're behind the kicker when he's kicking. There we are. That's it. He Bro, missed like, the kick. That, that reminds Lions me of like Ricky Bobby vibes. Like, right? You gotta be a real man to get in the car with a cougar. <laughs> dude. <laughs> like you gotta be you gotta be a real man to kick in front of a lion. <laughs> exactly, dude. And he even said that if a certain position group wasn't performing well, that he would have the lion go take a shit in front of him on command. <laughs> on command? Like, yeah, he's like, I would train this lion. I'll train this lion. I don't know how to do it, man. So you Dan know but he's like, I trained this lion on command, he would go take a shit. And I'm reading the article, it said uh, Dan Campbell said the lion would relieve itself. In front of- I'm like, bro, he said, oh, take a shit. You know what? I just I was watching Highly Questionable last night. Okay. And they said something about lions defecating on the field. <laughs> that was and it. I was so confused, but now it all makes sense. I'll tell you what. Defecating is a good word. Good word there. Highly Questionable is a horrible show. <laughs> They're not great, dude. Is that uh, dude, the Leptar or whatever? Bomani Jones? The topic of the night was Dan Campbell, pretty much. Yeah, I was like, "This is a slow news day." Well, know, it's kind of fun to talk about. Like, I'll tell you what, it, it, it's just refreshing to. I mean, when you look at Detroit sports as a whole, I mean, the Tigers, AJ Hinch, great like manager. Well, we had the no hitter though. Yeah, that no was hitter. really exciting. To I watch. actually like yeah. watched it. I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is awesome." I watched the the ninth inning today. Yeah. I watched the rerun of it. It Little was just really shining exciting. moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dwayne Casey, you're like, all right, I could see this guy leading the Pistons. Like they're getting the rebuild going. Yeah. And now you're like, Dan Campbell, I could, I could see this guy doing right? it too. And you have eyes Steve on the wings or anything. Exactly. But the wings have kind of been in the questionable spot right now. I think the general consensus is that the, the Pistons actually have the best shot to really I make it out in the, a year or two. I think the Pistons drafted so well and they're about to get either Jalen Suggs they or need, They're Kate a superstar away, I think. Oh, they're Sadiq Bay's. Good. It'll be interesting. It's, a, it's on the bright side. Back to Dan. But back to Dan. I mean, this guy has talked about biting off opponents' kneecaps, losing a Have literal arm bite him off. to win a Super Bowl in Detroit. He said, um, he you know posed the question by Big Cat, I believe it was. He was like, would you lose an arm to the Lion if it meant you know a Super Bowl? And he was like, to the Lion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl, I take it. He's like, he's like That's, he's, you got to remember, this is an animal. This thing is ferocious. It's, it's out lion. of its environment. You know, this is a... And I'm like, what, dude? He's got you, a Winter Soldier arm with yeah, a ring. Dude, on. Like, you're gonna need some Wakanda. But I'm like, dude, yeah. I was like, if you're actually trying to get a lion, this is not the type of things you should be saying. He's like, oh yeah, we'll take care of it. We'll feed it. We'll pet it. I'm like, no, but Peter doesn't care if you pet the animal, dude. Like, <laughs> that is not what they're worried about. Dan Campbell but just went on the list like, of. If uh, Dan Campbell comes out and the Lions surprise people, he might be the most loved man in Detroit in 2022. No, I think uh, what's more likely to happen. Let's just say the Lions won the Super Bowl next year. Talking What's theoreticals, yeah. yeah. What's more likely to happen, Jared Goff Road or Dan Campbell, uh, like, road? Oh, drive. Dan, Dan Campbell Drive. Dan Campbell Drive. Dan, Dan Campbell it's drive. a much better ring to it, too. Yeah. Wow, it's great. Goff Road. Jared yeah, Goff, Goff Avenue. Get off. Jared Goff. <laughs> Time to get off with Goff. Goff yeah, Street. Exactly, bro. And uh, Goff Street. While we're talking about Goff, though, we were saying there were some PFF rankings about the quarterbacks in the NFC oh, North. Oh, just came we'll, out. We'll kind of transition to the <laughs> NFC North here in a second, but... Justin Fields was at uh, ahead I'll of pull, Jerry Goff, I believe. I While you're pulling that up, Kobe, I was literally looking at it today because they had Baker at ten, so I was really happy about that. Really? Yeah. Wow, respect. ten overall. Yeah, that's 10 solid. QB. That's solid. Um, but I'm talking. I think it was like straight NFC North. Mm-hmm. No, right. I'll, I'll show you. I could be wrong, um, but I believe Justin Fields was ahead of Jerry Goff. I and saw a post draft ranking like that for really? the NFC North, <clears throat> and they had they had Jerry Goff at seventh best in the in the NFC North. Behind. Like Justin Fields and Jordan Love were above him, along with I oh just, and Kellen Mond. So like what? every Kellen other Ma- is that Ole Miss? Who was that? Who are you? Uh, Mississippi Texas State? A&M. Oh okay, Texas A&M. I got the colors now. mixed up. Yeah, um, yeah, bro, Kellen. Ma- 
What? Yeah. Has he played a snap? No. Oh. They, they got drafted this year. Kellen Meyer drafted this year? Yeah. Okay, so do that you want... That is ridiculous. Do you want to hear the NFC North quarterbacks? Let's hear it. Aaron Rodgers at three. Obviously, we'd have no idea if he's going to be in the NFC North. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now I'm scrolling. He's at three? Now I'm scrolling. Now I'm scrolling. Yes. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, this is overall rankings. This is overall rankings. Oh, okay. Matt so Stafford at 11. Who are... Oh, behind Good. Baker. Behind Baker. Wow. Um. <laughs> so... Everyone expects Baker to take it. You know, a big step this big year. year. So who are the two... Ahead of Rodgers, Mahomes, Cousins. and Brady? Yeah, Mahomes okay. and Brady. Kirk Cousins at 14. Even though Rodgers is the MVP, but we're not going to talk about that. I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. They both won the Super Tom Bowl. Tom Brady won the Super True. Bowl. True. Yeah. Tom Brady did win the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, 14. Okay. Uh, it doesn't, I can wait, deal with 14? <clears throat> Kyler Murray, 17. Wow. Bro, Kirk Cousins at 14 is kind of high to me. And I'm a Kirk guy. I'm a Michigan State. I mean, I love Kirk, but that just seems high to me for whatever reason. I don't know. Where's where's Justin Fields and Justin uh, Jared Fields Goff? at 25 and Jared Goff's at 26. That wow. is... I, d- I don't care what you have to say, shortcomings about Jared Goff. And I'm not even a huge Jared Goff guy. He hasn't done anything for Detroit, you know what I mean? But he went to a Super Bowl. Just to, I don't care. The defense was outstanding. I don't, you know what I mean? Whatever shortcomings you want to say about him, he had a broken thumb last year. He is a winning quarterback. I mean, they went from like 4-12 and 12 to the Super Bowl or something. And I, so how can you take a kid that, a literal kid, right? You have to remember, this kid's only a couple years older than us. Ooh. How can you take Justin Fields? Oh, yeah. How can you take him and put him above a guy who's been to a Super Bowl? I, I don't think there's I any... I think they're more thinking about who's going to have the most success in the following year. Because if you look at the Bears, we can just start talking NFC North at this point. If yeah, so at- I, I guess I should preface it by saying we'll talk about the NFC North here. And I want to I get into... We'll start now with like the you know, what we're already going with. But we're, the goal is to talk about a different division every week. Talk about the depth and those things. But go ahead. Keep going yeah. with your thought. Um, so to go on with Justin Fields, I feel like... If Fields is able to get a relationship with Allen Robinson and David Montgomery and that that Mooney kid is pretty good too, mm-hmm. and they yeah. got a stellar defense, so they franchise the Robinson, correct, yeah. for only one year. Well, so they're gonna have I'm, to figure something out. I'm after sure this if year. I'm Allen Robinson, I'm like, all right, if Justin Fields can ball, I'll stay. If he can't, I, I want out of here. Yeah, because he's the future for them and yeah. their quarterback in the last, you know, their list in the last couple of years has it's not just been anything. Yeah. yeah, and Foles, Foles, and you know, Mike Glenn, Jay yeah. Cutler. Yeah, we don't even talk about. It. Yeah, so oh, Trubisky. Yeah. yeah, but hey, they win games. You got to give. I mean, defense. the Bears. Yeah, the Bears' defense is so good that if Justin Fields is just half better than Mitch Trubisky, they should make the playoffs. Really, I think so. You think their defense is to because that I, level? I'll tell you right now, like an elite defense. Uh, yeah, they almost did this year, didn't they? They they, they, they did season? make the playoffs. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Get the game the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> Wow. When, hey, Trubisky threw that dime on that trick play, and the guy dropped it. Mims, the guy who punched the... <laughs> Didn't Jimmy Graham yeah. score the only touchdown in that game yeah, with, like, I, no time left, yeah, and it I was worthless? Yeah. yeah, I think he just walked off. He walked right into the tunnel afterwards. Yeah. The whole team should have followed him, yeah. for all I care. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, so... and <laughs> this game is, was embarrassing, dude. This is also a huge year for Matt Nagy and the, their GM. Huge as in, if they don't do anything, they're gone. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, of I course. Mean, I went, agree. You went to the playoffs your first year, and you haven't gone, like... Okay, they went last year, but like, come on, you should have been doing better with that defense. Like, I agree, hundred percent. Didn't they lose the playoff game like tragic? Was it the double? Yeah, it was the Cody Parkey one. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. yes, that's right against the Eagles. Oh my, people, dude, people were vemoing him. Like, thanks, like, thanks, buddy. Here's a drink for you. That's like, his only, uh, <laughs> it's his only missed field goal in the postseason. Play. That's insane, man. Wow, like six or seven, and that's when he's gonna be known by forever. I think. Nope, he's gonna be known when he kicks the rounds into the Super Bowl against the Chiefs this year. Oh my god. <laughs> he made him when he when they needed him to yeah. last year. Let's uh let's stay in the NFC North though. Um 
Talk about. Well, let's talk about every team. AFC yeah. So we, as I say, we just started with the Browns or the Bears. Browns, Bears. You know, the B teams. But um, where would we like to go next? Packers. Let's oh, yeah, because we can also throw in the Broncos into the Packers talk a little bit. <laughs> wow! 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 B-teams. I don't know if that'll be happening. Yeah, we'll you see know, if that's happening. What do you think? What? We'll just start right Rogers there. To, yeah. What do you think? Rodgers to there. I, I don't see any way that Aaron Rodgers is not on the. I mean, I don't see any way he's not on the Packers coming up. So I alleg- think he's allegedly back. they offered him a huge contract. Yeah, and he hasn't. I don't know if he's accepted or anything yet. Obviously, that news hasn't broken. But for me, looking at the logistics of his contract, that's the one thing that makes me say that he can't go anywhere. Like the GM and the ownership, their hands are tied so much because of the amount of a cap hit he would be, especially if they cut him before June something. That cap hit actually increases. So um, if something were to happen, I don't think it's going to happen very soon, like in the next couple of weeks. But I, I see him coming back. I don't see how there's any way he would go do that. I think. Basically, pulls his, a Gronk. I think his point has been made. I could see him retiring. Pulls a I, Gronk. I don't think he will. Retires. If Jeopardy's there for him, it obviously looks like he's very, very interested in that. If that show and that opportunity is there for him, which it looks like it will be, yeah. I could see him taking that and retiring. I, I just don't. An MVP caliber season and a guy who wants to win. You got to remember that. These guys who play in the league just hate losing and not being at that final. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so bad. But Rodgers isn't in the. Russell Westbrook, I yep. need to get one ring true. before I retire. That's true. He already has one. That's true. You know, that's a good point. But just knowing that he was so close to having another one, it's true. Back I to, just think that's going to eat him back up. NFC championships. I think it's a similar to like a Drew Brees conversation, and how hard for him it was to let it go. You know how he was supposed to retire and then came back, and yeah, right. same, basically the same situation. But Drew Brees is also was injuries a lot too. Yep, the Saints have just like play- playoffs. It was very unfortunate recently, dude. Yeah. Unreal. Um, but for me, yeah, I don't see how, any reason why Aaron Rodgers would not be on the Packers. Just for me, I, I can't see any direction. Just looking at the salary cap um, and what you know that kind of entails. Um, but I did see that who they pick up quarterback wise. It Blake was Bortles. Uh, Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles and then one other great, great move. I mean, Blake Bortles, locker room guy, right there. Locker, locker room guy is Tim guy. Tebow, not Blake Bortles. No, Blake Bortles is a guy, like a dude. You know, if you ever listen to part of my take with him on there. He's like I know he's a good, yeah. coolest guy. He's a character. He's a good. He's a good character. But yeah, yeah for me, I, I, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be on the Packers. But why would you and add? But why would you add two quarterbacks to? It honestly seems like to mentor Jordan Love a little bit. Yeah, no, I get it. And from the moves from the outside, I just I don't see logistically how they could pull that off without taking a thirty plus million dollar cap hit. And the, the, the problem is like, you if you're him. in contention to beat, which their team is, obviously, I wouldn't. Without Aaron Rodgers, it, the, their chances go down a lot. I'm saying with Aaron Rodgers, hypothetically yeah. speaking, they're obviously in contention with some defensive pieces and other. You know what I mean? They they could definitely make a run, okay. especially coming out of the yeah. NFC North. That's their division. You know, that's their division right now. Yeah, it sucks, but it is. So for me, a team that's in contention can't take a thirty million dollar cap hit. That's a rebuild thing, and I don't yeah, think like Green the, Bay is going to go through a rebuild the, right the Eagles now. Eagles took the yeah with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't think Green Bay is in the position so where they're going really to admit to really don't think a team like Denver is like... I'm sure Denver wants them. By all means, like I'm sure Den- he does. Denver but, wouldn't be like, hmm, let's give you... We'll give you Teddy Bridgewater, two first-round picks, and a second-rounder for Aaron Rodgers. Not, Green Bay is not looking at... Like, I still think the, hmm. the, the cap hit, I'm so sure, is going to be... Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it is, but at the same time, if Denver offers that up as a Green Bay... Maybe like admitting like, a rebuild. But not really because you like, all right, our roster is good enough to win the division. If we add Teddy Bridgewater, he's a guy that we're like, all right, if Jordan Love's not ready, you know, yeah, we can. He's Teddy Bridgewater for the rest of his career is going to be like an Alex Smith. Like, he's going to be able to mentor 
your young quarterback. If he turns out like Alex Smith, he's doing all right. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Teddy Bridgewater's talent. Hopefully talented. he doesn't break his whole exactly. lower body. <laughs> or he could be like a Tyrod Lord. Taylor. You know what You know what I'm trying to say where it's like. Get stabbed in the Ted, lung. I get Ted, it. No. Like a Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Ted, yeah. And, a but, journeyman. Yeah, a little. Journeyman. He could be a germ, journeyman. Okay. I mean, he kind of already is. He's been on the Vikings, Saints, Jets, Panthers, But Broncos. also he hasn't really been on the opposite side of that in the mentorship role. Much he's kind of been on the opposite side, yeah, as like the younger guy. But now I think I, I'm with you though that he's starting to take <laughs> he the was other with Drew approach Brees for a year mm-hmm. or two or whatever. It's like he was underneath, yeah. yeah. So like he knows how to mentor quarterbacks because he learned from Drew. That's I'm true. Sure, he could do that. Like if they're thinking about moving on from uh, Rodgers, I think that would be a good trade for both teams because Denver. I mean, ever since Peyton Manning, Denver sucked. <laughs> like they're horrible. Their offense didn't produce at all. Their defense is in a pretty Rock, decent, Eisweiler, a pretty horrible. decent place. Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, they got two talented running backs. So they got that guy out of uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They got Melvin. They got a bunch of receivers. They got oh, forgot they have, uh, there, dude. Hamler. Yeah, Noah KJ. Fant. That old uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's kid. Short running back. Philip Lindsay. Yeah. They See, him. he's gone. Oh, did, he's gone, yeah. Dang. He was undrafted free agent they picked up, but, yeah, him. he's gone. That kind of stinks. So I that's what I'm him. saying. They're really just missing a quarterback to be in, like, real contention. They got some receivers. Yeah. Judy. Exactly. I, I forgot about Judy. Judy. Yeah. yeah, Corlin Sutton. He tore his ACL. So. Yeah, exactly. And then the hammer, like you talked about. Mm-hmm. No, and I, re- I really think that that in the AFC West, not to get sidetracked from the NFC North. Yeah. But the AFC West is really searching for that second team. It could be the Chargers. It could be the Raiders. It could be the Broncos if Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos could make. Some That's noise. a good point. No, there's there's <laughs> definitely room there. But um, kind of finishing. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, quick on the Vikings, real quick before we hit the Lions. I mean, we were talking a good bit about the Lions, but Viking wise, Vikings are going to win the division. I was surprised that they I just were don't, such as bad as they it. were last year. Right? I was like, wow, look at this team. Right? And mm. there were a few games where it was like, I think it was the game against the Buccaneers. Yeah, they played great. Like, that was the Viking team that I thought I was going to see all yeah. year. And they I just, just don't know where that went. Off, they got off to a slow start. I think they were 0-4 or 0-5. Or, no, they were 0-4, and then they beat Arizona. Mm-hmm. And remember, they played Seattle in that Monday night game, or Sunday night game, and it was a heartbreaking loss. Mm-hmm. DK scored with like two seconds left. Yeah. And you're like, if you have Dalvin Cook in your backfield, like the game is, but they, they beat, pop off whenever. Remember, they beat the Packers at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Like they they can beat people, and I really think they're getting um, a couple guys on defense back that they didn't have. Okay, they they added Patrick Peterson. Like they might be. I think they're the best team in the division because of the drama going on in Green Bay. Let's say you're talking with or with without Aaron Rodgers. So I would say with Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay is more talented. Because I'm with you. Green Bay is a different team without chemistry. Him. So much. I mean, we all know this when the locker rooms like invested, whatever. And there's not like this this function. Yeah, it's so much better. Hundred percent. And I just, yeah, I, I guess I forgot they own four like that. If you think about their if you offense, take that same, yeah, their offense mm-hmm. has a lot of weapons and there's a lot of potential. And I think just the way they play the game is really as far as it's an upside for them. And the way they played against the Bucks, I remember watching that game like, wow, like this is what this team could have been doing all year. Mm-hmm. Like, where did this come from? I don't know. So they'll be that'll be interesting. Um, the Lions. I'm hoping they surprise some people. The Bears are not going to be in a great place. I think they're very middle of the pack just because of that defense yeah. and whatever. Assuming Justin Fields is the starter week one. So um, how would you rate? How would you rank the teams? I, I'm still probably going to go Green Bay. Okay. I'm going to go Green Bay. Then I'm going to go to Minnesota, and then Green Bay with Rodgers. Green Bay with Rodgers. Yeah. Um. And then it kind of becomes a mix up. I, I would say because I'm I'm re- like I told Blaze yeah, like, last week the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. The Kool Aid has been I've drank. Seen, it's some mock drafts with like Lions picking second this, after the season. Yeah, and I was like Sam oh. Howell. 
It's like second like Houston and then us. Second's yeah. a little high. I think the line's going to surprise some people. Houston is a dumpster. I'm telling like we you, won five games last year with a crappy roster. I'm telling you, the Lions are going to surprise some people, uh, dude. Who? Now, I just don't like you said though. The Bears have some pieces in place that are probably so. I'd probably say, but Lions <clears throat> last right now, but that's fine. I'm okay with that right now, just because of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? We did Anytime. have like, the worst defense like ever. Exactly. And like we're making steps to fix that. And I love right? the coordinators. I mean, mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn, I feel From like the Chargers. Gonna be, yeah. he's going to be good. Yeah. We've got some talented uh, position coaches and you things. got in the GM. Holmes looks good so yeah. far. It's ownership. You got John Dorsey ownership. in the GM thing. He yeah. knows how to draft a QB. I'm just saying. I'm just Mahomes, saying. Baker, like he's got it. Uh, um, who else did he draft from? Uh, oh, I forget. Where? Anyway, uh, oh. He. They said he was like there was three quarterbacks. In okay, I don't, I don't know like off the top of my head, but I don't know. It might have been actually, Dor. I don't know, but um, they got the right pieces. They just need to get a new owner. Yeah, the ownership <laughs> is one thing, but I know I heard Dan Campbell talking on part of my take about how don't he has about Chris all Spielman. these. Yeah, oh Spielman. yeah, gosh, how do we how do we forget about that? I mean, his role is kind of you know hidden. Yeah, but like he's obviously had an impact. I mean, he was there like draft day and all that stuff. I think he's he finally there, like so. told like the Fords like step out of the way. Yeah. That's. I think you're kind of right. You've ruined this for too long. Yeah, like I'm gonna come in and, and make some things right. So that'll be interesting. But I think, um, for me, just looking at, it, I think we have a lot of pieces to surprise some people. And I, I use that because there's not like a lot of big names on our roster anymore. You know what I mean? Our offensive line is gonna be a strong point for yeah. us. And I think. And that's when you build. start there. That's how you build. When you start there, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, our receiver core. There's still some definitely some questions about if, that. If Brown or whatever his name is. Yeah, Mara St. Brown from the, USC. Yeah. If he's a dog, then we'll be fine. I think so. They got Brashad Perriman now. Yeah, Brashad Perriman. Mohamed Sanu. Come on, he's he, I, he's, he's a little washed. He's still, but Yo, he's, he's still there, good. bro. He's not, he's not bad. He's a big he's body. On the team. I think he is. Yeah, I don't no, think he's. he's on the team. I think he is, they bro. They cut him. They cut when they cut him. I don't think they did, bro. Yes, they did. Zamandola. Zamandola's no, he's gone too. He's gone. I knew he was gone. I we got that running player. back from Green Bay. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are going to be nice. Yeah, I'm not worried Reminds about Swift. a little bit of Aaron Jones. I'm not worried about Swift. We got the Just stay healthy. Goat tight end. Yeah, yeah. Hawkinson's a top five, six tight end. I would I would actually argue top, almost top three. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's not better than Kittle, Darren Waller. Kittle, Kelsey, Darren Waller. Waller. Mark Andrews is better Hawkinson. than him. I guess I guess I could sit with four. Mark Andrews is better than uh, I No, Mark Andrews has been out of the conversation. I would take Ingram over Andrews almost. Evan Ingram, yeah, the guy who led the league in drops. <laughs> he also led a lot of great plays. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, after the seven drops he had, he made one forty-yard touchdown. Like, you know, I don't know. Mark Andrews hasn't been the conversation for me. Mark Andrews was like leading the league in touchdowns two years ago. He's good. When they throw him I the just, ball, he's good. That's fair. You got to remember. Still, I'm taking Hawkinson over him. I'm taking Hawkinson over him. I'm sure Hawkinson. Hawkinson's like, a stud. I, I like Hawkinson, but you, I mean, you got this bias going for you. Just like. You're drinking too much Kool-Aid. Like, I'm starting no, to think your sugar your levels are up. Your tongue's like, bro, blue. Like, your teeth are getting blue. Yeah, like, bro, Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers, Mark Andrews is better than TJ Hawkinson. Like, that's just no. Nah, I don't see it, bro. Okay. Look at where TJ's at in his career. TJ, if you're listening, Mark Andrews is in his third year of his career. Hawkinson is one year younger. younger. He's younger. Okay. You're younger. I thought he was older. I thought he's only third year. Andrews came in with Baker. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> They're literally I like about that. I thought he was. Why did I think he was like at least three years old? Oh, no. 
the same Dang. age. Darren Waller is the most underrated tight end. Well, yeah, the problem with Darren Waller is he's, I mean, you know, obviously he's started to overcome a lot of those uh, off the field, the issues with the drug, uh, yeah. the drug abuse and things like oh. that. So, which is great to hear. I love, I love, yeah. I've loved to see all the stories and things like that. Steve Smith Sr. sat down and talked with him. I don't know if you saw that interview. That was really good. Um, check that out if you get a chance. I think, uh, but before Darren we... Waller is a consistency thing. He's a great athlete. What? I, I dude, what he's really good. Dude, he's really good. I, I, I'm agreeing he's better than Hawkinson. I'm not saying Hawkinson's okay. better than Waller. I, he's probably on that list. He might be the best pure athlete. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I agree with I that. Agree. But yeah. um, you have obviously Kelsey and uh, Kittle that are just tight at like tight end. Tight well, let's ends. be let's be real though. Kittle would be so much better if he had Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. That's true. I think Kittle's the best true. in line. I think Kittle's the best in line tight end on that list. Blocking yeah. wise, I think he's fantastic it's on the like line. His 49ers mindset's got great. like run first offense. They do, and that's that Chiefs may, have pass first. That also might be part of the reason why he fits in there so exactly. well, though, because he's well, a he's not the first option usually. Well, I mean, and then I mean, let's be real. Should be. We got to As much as he wasn't a big of a factor, you saw how good he could be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like Gronk's still Gronk. Like he's yeah. he's not. Why we didn't think about him? We didn't even wow. think about him he's because not, we thought they were bringing him on to block. Yeah. And, but Which, why would he come back to block? Like I'm ashamed of myself for thinking. Why did we not? Drunk. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even think about come on. it. That's come kind on. of embarrassing. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, yeah. You know, you got Hooper. Hooper's a dog. David Njoku. Njoku? Come on, man. Can't forget about Jesse James. <laughs> that was <laughs> What's his, the worst? Bryant. Harrison Bryant's not Harrison bad. Bryant, Harrison yeah. Bryant's okay, not okay, bad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, who else is a tight end? In this? Kyle Pitts. I, I think I still. Kyle Pitts is going to be sweet. I think he's Kyle gonna be, Pitts he better a, be. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts is more athletic than Darren Waller. I put them in a very similar category. Yeah. As far as their, that their was a, type. His pro comparison. Yeah. And, I totally and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Some of those are so off, by the way. Can we just talk about like some what? of them are just the like, pro comparisons? Okay, so like, well, well, like, give me an example. I don't know. I just I remember watching the. I couldn't pick you one, so I, I my, my claim isn't great. I don't have a lot of evidence, but um, I remember watching draft day, and I'm like, someone really was just like, ah, oh, screw it, we got to pick somebody. <laughs> like, let's just. They kind of look the same. Same. They same height. Because like, wasn't same wasn't height. Trevor same Lawrence. Yeah. Gotta be the same. Trevor Lawrence is uh, Peyton Manning. Was it? I have no idea. Be more athletic, Peyton. Maybe. Yeah, he, yeah. He, but that's that's kind of going with the game, though. The way the game's changing, right? Someone the one pain came up. Well, when someone said Zach Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. I was like, stop. Yeah, that needs to stop right there. Yeah. Um, but I, I might be the same. I still put TJ at four. No, actually, my bad. Tebow four. Um, TJ Hawkinson five. <laughs> that's that's not a that's Tebow might be a two or three. <laughs> He hasn't played. He's fire the locker room up. He's depends on the amount of targets. Yeah, it depends on how many convicts they have on the New York roster. <laughs> well, I'll, the, no, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Come on, Jacksonville. Shit. Um, <laughs> That's on me. Why do I think Jets? Well, well, I'll tell you right now. Oh, I saw a Tebow Jets jersey the other day. That's what it was, uh, bro. Right when now. I was in my someone, head. Someone tweeted out, "You better not go in Sports Center if Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown to Tim Tebow." <laughs> Two weeks. Oh my god. A week at least. You think it's gonna be you know how they call it like House of Lamello and House of like, Dude uh, House of I can't be House of that. Tebow. I cannot House take of that. Is so House bad. of Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. House of Jacksonville. Dude, you get a slow news day and it's like, well, let's see what Tim Tebow's up to. <laughs> What's he doing in the locker room? They're gonna have a camera crew following Tim. What kind year. of shirt did Tim Tebow wear today? Yeah, what does that mean about the the state of the organization? What yeah. Bible verse is he quoting today? What is his sermon in the locker room this morning? What was it at halftime? What juice did he have? Grape juice or apple? <laughs> Does that mean he's a starter? <laughs> they just start speculating, bro. Sometimes, hey, you get a slow news day. Everyone you know has what them. I want to do, too? I was thinking about when you texted me, you're like, stuff that we should talk about. Yeah. I was like, you know what? After, remember when you came over, you were talking about how 
like what analysts you like and what analysts you don't like. That would be a great a segment. segment of just wow, what analysts you like and what analysts you don't like. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really. And we had a good, we could heated a conversation about that too <laughs> because you totally said that you didn't like some people that I like. Yeah. Like, who is it? We also look at different, like, perspective-wise, look at it differently yeah. because that's something I'm actively like pursuing he, as a career. Right? So I judge them professionally who is on the, the way that... He doesn't like Adam Schefter. Why? How? I don't like Adam Schefter on TV. He's a great insider, the best insider. He's not made for TV, and he's tried... I don't really tried, watch a lot of Adam Schefter TV. And so. you're probably better off because of it. <laughs> he's tried to bring himself to TV. Guess where the money is, is yeah. TV. He's tried to bring himself and kind of change himself into becoming a TV person... He's not a TV personality. Say, who, he doesn't have enough emotion to be on TV. He doesn't okay. have the inflection. The way he represents himself in his voice, it's like, it, sometimes it sounds unprofessional, and okay. it's just, I, don't, I don't like and him. And you said you liked Mina Kimes, and I can't stand her. I think she's just like... So, Mina, from a f- professional sense, does everything very well. <laughs> who looks at it from that perspective? <laughs> it's like, from a fundamental standpoint. <laughs> she's, dude, she's it's a like, good reporter. It's like Stephen A is really precise today. God, no, I he's like not. It. Stephen A, is, he makes a lot of money because he has bold opinions and he often can back them up and he's just a good emotional outburst. Yeah, he That's is loud. exactly why he's... Yeah. Everyone has their thing. All right, Skip. Mina for, Kimes is like... Skip for Stephen A if you had to pick one. Stephen Skip, A, I mean... Yeah. Skip makes so much money, dude. I love he Skip, makes, dude. But the, for me, the problem Skip's with Skip... We're, we're going to save this segment for Max another episode. Kellerman. We're going to yeah. save this for another episode because we could go down a rabbit hole, right? Yeah. But I'll leave you with this. I respect Skip tremendously. Because he's been regurgitating the same takes and information for the past no, 10 years. No, that's 100% true. And is making more money than ever. Yeah. I respect the hell out of it. And I feel like you have to from the business side and of things. you know what? But I just, I can't, I can't, I can't and take I, him over Stephen I, A. I, I'll tell you what. There are times when Skip Bayless, he takes it like a champ. He's like, yep, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, when, Kellerman, I got to give it to him. There are times. Love like, Kellerman. Like, he was like, yeah. I was wrong. About like, the whole Tom right. Brady we'll, thing. You like we'll leave that tweets with the shoes. We'll leave that yes. for next week. We'll leave <laughs> that. Can't lose in these drip Jesus, that was good. <laughs> we'll leave that for next week. Um, if you do ever have a chance to find uh, Stephen A. Smith's like story, like his come up story about getting to the point where that's he is last, at right now, that's the last thing I want to hear. No, like it's <laughs> actually the LeBron come up story. No, no, no. Like it's not, hear. dude. It's not like it's not like shining light. Like he really worked very okay. hard to get where he's at, and it's a very mm. good story. Okay. Um, him and then Sage Steele is another great story. So I'm just saying, if you ever want to look at like what these people go through to get to the positions where they're at currently, those two are pretty good examples. Sage Steele above Rex him. Rex Ryan, great. He's good. Okay, Abrams. we're done with that. On the college football side of things, let's move over to college football. The Bearcats from SHSU are national champs. Sam Houston State beats South Dakota State 23-21, back and forth national championship game on Sunday. That started... It was pretty slow offensively. Blaze and I were talking about it before uh, you got in here, before you started the show. It had a weather delay in the second quarter. That ended up lasting over an hour. Oh, who would want to watch that? So, because I tuned in after the weather delay. I didn't oh, okay. actually start at the beginning. We know a lot um, about weather delays. We do. We had three of them last year. Uh, but because of that, they took away halftime. So they what? came back in the second half of the second quarter-ish, and they just played the rest of the game. That's very smart. It's kind of smart, but like... It's the national championship game. Like, there's not much else going on. You could have still had. You could have made your adjustments. Imagine like playing, yeah. waiting an hour, playing like ten minutes, and then waiting like twenty more minutes. Yeah, would have been odd. It would. I'm with you, but it's just different, right? I don't, I've never heard of that before. I don't think I have. At Sam least. Houston um, State shouldn't have been there. That's the craziest part. You know, they what's crazy. No, they shouldn't have. Do you know who they beat the two games before? Did you watch the game when they beat North Dakota State? Very fair. And how point. bad that quarterback played. Very fair. On the point. last final drive, that three was, receivers wide open, and that was that was the problem with North Dakota State was their quarterback issue. Yeah. Obviously, Trey Lance leaves. I mean, could and, you imagine if he was there? Right? Did they, they play uh, James Madison? They did. They so that game was crazy. Let me tell you though, Sam Houston beat three-time defending national champion North Dakota State. 
in the quarterfinals. Then they go on and kind of a fluke, like you said, but excuse me, they still earned it. Yeah. They still played extremely well. They played the team that North Dakota State had all year. Yeah. Like they didn't 100%, have a hundred percent. Um and then but the problem you know, another problem. The thing is they go on and they beat James Madison. James Madison was a runner up last year. They won the whole thing in twenty sixteen and they beat them in the semifinals just to get to the championship. So I definitely would not say they did, did not you see deserve the, uh, it. I wouldn't I would say they that? shouldn't have won one of those games. Yeah, but they deserved to but be they there. But they deserved to be there. I mean, they, played, they were good. They, they were damn good. They played the cards that were handed to them. Did you yeah. see how that James Madison game went, though? Yeah. It was like 27-3 to three at uh-huh. halftime. And then they scored like Insane. 40 points in one quarter. Insane Sam comeback. Houston did. Yeah. I remember watching because I got down twenty seven to three. I got yes. it was something really bad. I got an alert. They won like forty five to forty two or something. It was like one quarter too, right? Yeah, it yeah. Was the third it, quarter. I got an alert on my ESPN. I was like, "What?" They scored the like world? thirty I'm points. Like, in I'm the like, third "Who's quarter. Sam Houston?" I never heard of him before. I don't know why. You I know what's weird? Smoke. South Dakota was ranked number one, I guess, out of their like little like sixteen team thing. Yeah, but they had a loss. Sam Houston was undefeated. I thought the same thing. I thought it was interesting. Now you that's probably the strength of conference though, because South Dakota State's in that MVC, which is probably the best in the FCS level, which yeah, is like North probably. Dakota State, um, some other great schools in there. Northern yeah. Iowa, Northern Iowa, Weber State, North Dakota. Shout I out. said that. Yeah, no, but, I'm just saying. Oh, North Dakota, they're yeah. good too. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, so a lot of really quality teams. Yeah. I'm assuming that's why they were still number one because one of the losses was mm-hmm. probably to one of those. Makes when sense. When you just said. Who is Sam Houston State? You reminded me of in Step Brothers when he's like, I smoke pot with Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> what? You're How? Like, you're like, who is How? Sam Houston? Like, like a name? Like someone could be named Sam Houston. Right. Yeah. Someone yeah. was named Sam Houston. Yeah, I'm sure they were. <laughs> That's how they got the school I know. name. <laughs> James Madison. <laughs> what about that made you think of that? Because remember, he's like, he went to Johns Hopkins. Yeah. He's okay, like, okay. I smoke pot with Johnny Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. Oh, the, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> oh, dude. That's funny. But the beginning of the game. I want to talk about this. Oh, first, Sam Houston head coach, Casey Keeler. He became the first coach to win an FCS title at two different schools. Who's the other school? Delaware, 2003. Hey, Ooh. you know what's crazy? Pretty sweet. Are they like the Dirty Birds or something? They are. Their mascot's something weird. I don't know. You might be right. Hey. They got the winged helmet. Yeah. yeah they do. sick. I met some people from Delaware and James Madison down in Florida. <laughs> Big time. Oh, don't, don't screw with my teams right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought that was really cool. I was the first coach to ever do that. Um, the field and, and obviously weather delay, everything they were getting poured on the field was soaked. And so the players were just sliding all over the place. There was a fumbled snap in the first quarter. It was like really messy football. But for some reason, it was like, it was kind of satisfying to watch, even though it was like sloppy, right? I use air quotes like sloppy football, but it was kind of fun to see like what the teams looked like battling these elements. Um, the quarterback for South Dakota State did almost nothing for me. Um, the quarterback for Sam Houston had a few nice throws, but overall, even still, he threw for like maybe 200 yards. I mean, it was, it was good. It was good. He had a good, good stat line. You, won't, you, won't, yeah. you wouldn't have known. Yeah. You would have had no idea. I mean, but it seems to me like all they do is throw. I don't really know that And much, they had but. one target on the outside. I forget his name for Sam Houston, but he was a stud. But he was slipping all that. over the place. But did he catch that screen pass and took it yep. like, to the house? Yep. That was crazy. He was a stud. No gloves. Like, almost no, out of bounds. He's like, he, no gloves on this guy. He wore nothing. It was pretty sweet. Like, he just looked like he was a stud, too. Probably so, yeah. um, but anyways. Uh, Why don't we talk about... Uh, you're running about to, back. You're about to talk about that. Yeah, South Dakota State running back Isaiah yeah. Davis. Huge game. 14 carries, freshman. 178 yards, three touchdowns on that yeah. big of a stage as a freshman. He's arguing. Yeah. What? Damn. <laughs> so now that's going to be the thing. Like, I'll finish this. I got a good thing to talk about that. But um, you know, I guess before I go into that, like you said, he's our age. Like, dude, in like one or two years, it's going to be like watching draft day, and we're going to be like, dude, we're as old as these guys. No, the weirdest part. Is in a year from now, not even in a couple months, 
A guy in our age about to get drafted to the NBA. Our hey, you know age. what's already crazy? Yeah. What's that? We're all older than LaMelo Ball. How old is LaMelo? What? He's like, he's born in like March 2002. Some, something crazy what? like that. No I way. swear to God, bro. I swear. No I'm way. You, I'm telling you. I don't know when you See, were born, that's scary. but I know you and me are at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm January, so it would make sense. Not that much. is insane. No, he's born in like, I mess up. I'm, let, me, let me look it up. Yeah, but go ahead. But I will say, though, uh, back to the, the FCS championship. Well, let's wrap that up before we kind of finish with that. But um, Eric Schmid, or Schmid, I'm, I'm not sure how to say his name. That's quarterback. August 22nd, 2001. Oh, a couple. That's you're so older you, than him. You're older than LaMelo Ball. You know what's crazy? That's, that's the day after my birthday. Probably more mature than him, too. So I'm one day older than him. Oh, so I'm so I'm only I'm, I'm younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, but Eric Schmid, quarterback, Sam Houston State, touchdown pass to Efe Eddie. I do I I can't. I F E A D E Y I. I don't know. A day. A day. Yeah, I don't know. Efe Eddie. Uh, with what number sixteen was it? seconds left in the game. I don't know what I've written down. Sixteen seconds left in the game to throw that touchdown. Um, they missed the extra point. So it's twenty three twenty. And all of a sudden, South Dakota State had 16 seconds to get, like, they're scrambling around trying to get a field goal. And they messed up, and they got stopped at midfield, and they couldn't get anything going. But That pass was crazy. Dude, it, it was. was like, f- over the middle, there was, like, five dudes right there. I don't know how he got it in there. Best throw of the day for that kid. Definitely. It was pretty nuts. Um, But I thought that was pretty sweet. I was I was just excited to sit down and watch football on a Sunday that you would not usually in have May. football. Right? You never get that. That's why we need the XFL back. A little you know, we were football talking, action. We were actually talking about that in Florida, really. Dude, do you think the XFL is going to come back? But I, the one thing we did say is, if it does fail one more time, you got to call it quits. Like nobody, yeah, oh yeah, nobody should pick. It I up think here. right now is they have the best chance to succeed more than ever because they have someone who's like. By the well, way, the Rock no. is not the only owner. There's like seven. By the I way, I know, but it's yeah. like when you have he's someone the, like that, he's kind of a figurehead. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. It kind of seems really? like he's. That's all that matters. They have a really good female owner that has been doing a ton of PR and publicity yeah, stuff. But that's all that matters if you have someone with a figurehead like that. In right. a startup, I'd agree. Yeah. In a startup, I would, def- I would definitely agree. Because um, with someone like The Rock, The Rock's following is so big. I mean, there's rumors of him running for president eventually. And, like, it's not a joke. Yeah. And, like, like he probably would make a, like a good amount of people would vote for The Rock. Exactly. Yeah. I might vote for The Rock. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Kobe for The Rock. Yeah. We're not, I mean, we're not getting into that, but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I cast my ballot or whatever, but I'm just saying. I would consider the rock. I don't even know where the dude stands politically. That's I just he's a good dude. Yeah. He's yeah. a good dude, man. But you're right. He's got these freaking Terramana tequila. He's got this new Zoa energy drink. He's making millions of dollars. Obviously Iron doing all the Paradise. movie things. Iron the whole Iron Paradise thing, his uh line with Under Armour. The dude's yeah, reach uh, is everywhere. He's one of the best businessmen in the existence of, no, of Earth, exactly. I believe. He's like a like a game show, action show kind of thing. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I totally <laughs> forgot about that. It totally glossed my memory. Um, but I know what you're talking about. Um, the Rock is the Rock is the dude, though. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. What do you? WWE. He's got WWE. Of too. course, the oh, wrestling and oh, yeah. It kind of made his name there, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's just become so much more that than show that. Show called. He's the embodiment of Google. building a brand around yourself. Yeah. I think that's the best guy to look at, and he's huge. That's part of his brand, though. I think if the Rock weren't as muscular or as as fit and all, he wouldn't be the Rock. Well, That's part of his brand. The now. Rock, the Rock, when he was first coming up in wrestling, he was just a normal looking dude. It is called. Um, <laughs> I guess there's Young Rock. Yeah, that's a new TV show out. The yeah, Titan NBC. Games. 
Titan Games. There you go. Games. Thank you yeah. for looking that up. That was going to bother me. Um, but yeah, that's a new TV show on NBC. I haven't seen any of that, but I suppose it's I heard good. It's good. Yeah, supposedly it's good. I might sit down and watch. But it's that. like, dude, what can't this guy freaking do? Yeah. But anyways, if you made it this far in the episode, I don't know what you're doing. We'll do a little bit of banter in here, but I appreciate you nonetheless. Anything, fellas? We wrap this up. Crickets. Mm. You got nothing. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> that was so good. Though. All right, stop. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, I should label them. We got to get some new sounds on the soundboard, obviously, as you can hear. But uh, thank you for listening. It's been Division One Rejects. Have a great one.